Welcome to the Upshot Pod, where every decision or non-decision shifts your universe in a whole new direction. I am your host, Shireen, and this is our very first episode. I am excited, but I am nervous because you're I am a perfectionist, number one. I don't like putting out things that I'm not proud of. So, because that's my name on that. And secondly, I am very cautious of what I say and how it adds or subtracts from someone's life. So I need to make sure that I am stewarding over this podcast very cautiously and responsibly. That's the first thing. The second thing is I... (laughs) don't know what I'm doing. I've never been in the podcast space. I've never been on radio. And this is me just putting myself out there. I've seen a lot of quotes, though, say that, you know, there are people who have less talent than you that are doing what you're doing, right? And this is not to invalidate people that don't have the skills to host a podcast or do anything that is creative. But it's just that, what are you doing? Like, (laughs) get your ass up you know so yeah i hope you like what you hear and hopefully you follow me on this podcast wherever you're listening from and probably on social media yeah my social media is (laughs) i have had to build rebuild my life from you know um a tragic not a tragic but a very depressing moment in my life but that is a podcast for another day today we're taking on a different approach to the good life this is what we're talking about so i am recording this from south africa and before the social media space coined the term soft life or wherever you're from maybe you're in america maybe you're in the uk and you have heard of the term securing the bag and that is to secure your dream lifestyle many of us have grown up to aspire to a peaceful ride or enjoying the present moment or making future plans so that we feel secure and avoid spending time on the things that make us uncomfortable, right? But here, we get into the hard topics about life. So we're not going to talk about the roses. We're going to talk about the thorns. And because life happens when you're busy making other plans, in this episode, I'll be looking at how building the foundation of your self-worth or concept before aspiring for the things of this world, can bring so much more peace and contentment. So hear me out. Let's do a little exercise, okay? I want you to think about where you are currently in your life, right now. So your career, your relationships or friendships, maybe your finances, where you live right now. Are you back at home because of the pandemic? Did you recently get a delivery from Superbulist or take a lot? Did you spoil yourself? When was the last time you had sushi and champagne? What car are you driving? Is your tank full? Am I in your business yet? (laughs) So let's unpack what the good life is. Okay, so that is what I mentioned, the soft life. What comes to mind is Kanye West's song, The Good Life. And that is a bop, okay? That'll always be one of my favorite Kanye West songs. And it's an anthem. It's like a feel-good song for the things that we aspire to, you know. And the good life is associated with comfort and luxury, so meaningful. And it's also associated with meaningful bonds and relationships, so and healthy finances, that everything is okay in the world, you know. Let me use myself as a case study. <laughs> Damn. <laughs> I am currently not living my best life or my good life. (laughs) And that is the truth. That is on period. Okay. I have, my family and I have seen some very tough financial times. We have always been a family that has been comfortable. 
done what we wanted to do when we wanted to do it. And there have been a series of unfortunate events that have, you know, turned that upside down. And currently I have taken a pay cut and with a pay cut, everything else gets cut, right? So I'm a girl who loves to take care of herself and look good. Listen, I always want to buy my high-end makeup. I always want my nail tech to come to my house to get my nails done. I'm always trying to look good in any way that I can. And unfortunately, because of the pandemic, that has been accelerated, or not accelerated, but that has been, I think the word is amplified, where I cannot afford to do those things. It's been exaggerated. Let's say, let's, let's use exaggerated for this purpose, okay? And we have found ourselves in a place that is unfamiliar to us. <laughs> this life does not make sense. <laughs> this is unbecoming of who we are. It, it, it's, not, it's, not, it's not us. It's not who we are. And it's like, ugh, uncomfortable. At the core of life is ebbs and flows and peaks and valleys. It's good and bad experiences existing all at once. And our approach to life is flawed. I think because we weren't equipped and I wasn't equipped to deal with this part of my life because I don't understand it. I've always grown up knowing that I could get what I want when I wanted, you know, and I could do what I wanted. I could do what I wanted when I wanted to do what I wanted. This has forced me to think about <laughs> a lot of things, to go into deep introspection that the foundation of who we are informs our perception of what the definition of a good life is, right? So I'm also thinking about the socioeconomic background as a factor as well. So don't say, Shireen, yeah, well, some of us don't come from, you know, well or families. Granted, I absolutely am taking that into consideration. That mostly for black people, I'm not sure about other races, exposure to poverty makes us want more. And when we want more, we want you know, the materialistic stuff. We want a fancy house. We want the fancy cars. We want to look good. We want to have a very healthy bank balance. That's what we want, right? Because we don't want anything that aligns us with poverty because we've already grown up in poverty. So exposure to poverty makes us want more, like I said. And how do we steward over those things if we're not right within? That has been, I think this is what hinges on today's episode, that do we have the tools to launch ourselves fully into the stream of life? Okay, so we want all these things, but do we have the tools to prep us for those things when they do come? And so another thing that adds on to this is society's glamorization of the good life. So materialistic gain versus learning how to prepare for life first. And so what comes first is wanting materialistic gain and wanting riches and wanting wealth, but we are psychologically or spiritually not ready for it. And even physically, you know, um, so when I grow up, I want to be a rich housewife <laughs> because I have seen what I've seen the life that rich housewives live and I love that and I want that for myself I don't want to be here I don't want to be in this four-room house I don't want to be um, the breadwinner I don't want to be stressing about my debit orders okay and social media's impact on attaining that or seeming like you have a good life has affected how we think of the good life or how we think of um, what a life fulfilled is right so i don't know if you've seen the fake famous docky on showmax 
or on HBO, at the core of that, that documentary is we are living in the age of envy. And we want the same life as maybe some influencers that we follow or some celebrities that we follow, the Kardashians. We want that for ourselves. And most of the time, what I've seen on that documentary is that Photoshop lives are a real thing. Photoshop went from Photoshopping a small waist (laughs) or from acne to smooth skin to Photoshopping yourself on a private jet. (laughs) It's gotten that deep. And keeping up with the Joneses and the Kardashian has made us want what they have so that we seem happy or that we feel fulfilled and so that we don't look like failures in society. And there's a tweet that I think is still funny to this day. Shout out to that person. And that person said, money aside, what would make what would make you happy right now? And someone was like, someone quoted the tweet and was like, that money you put aside. <laughs> I think that was an iconic tweet because, yeah, give me that money you put aside because clearly you got a lot of it. You don't know what to do with it. I know exactly what I need to do with that money. Fast forward to the times that we live in now. We're living in a pandemic and it's slowed down our progress. Everything that we have worked for or we're working towards has slowed down or come to a complete halt. Damn. Like... (laughs) Coronavirus is I, I, coronavirus is a Karen or Karen. I don't know how you say that name, but coronavirus is a Karen. Like the headache that never goes away. And like I've mentioned, we think about our lives and ourselves in what society, basically how we relate to ourselves is what society has told us to relate to. And I think that is toxic because now we start to beat ourselves up about it and How we do that is we hustle even harder. So we rest less and we hustle more. And it also breeds a culture of envy and comparison because I need to get to that place that that person is at or or my role model is at so that I can feel happy within. And psychologists call this a a vicious cycle of the hedonic treadmill. So you probably know it as the rat race, but basically people on the head and neck treadmill think that they'd be happy if they just had a little more money. And that's me. I'm guilty of it. I'm not going to act holier than thou, child. I just told you my situation, (laughs) right? But when we get more money, the thing is we discover we want something else and we want something more. And because you're never content with that, which you have, you can never get enough, right? And this is the problem that I have with our idea of living a good life. So then it makes me think about how our self-concepts are screwed because this breeds anxiety, depression, loss of self-worth or identity in the world because we're just thinking about ourselves as failures. Not to make suffering, hear me out, um, I'm not saying that we must embrace suffering and situations where we are in poverty as character building. No, But suffering is part of life's journey. It's just how are we confronting suffering? Because it's an inevitable part of life. Instead, we're being desensitized to dealing with the hardships and we crumble when we're in the midst of a storm. Instead of saying, okay, (laughs) I've taken a drastic pay cut. And I'm not saying, oh, I need to tread carefully here. I'm not saying that anxiety does not knock on our doors. Depression does not knock on our doors. It's knocked on mine many times. But the mind 
and how you feel within your mindset comes into play you know it's a big part of how we deal with the situation at hand and how we pick ourselves up how we pull ourselves out of this and currently in south africa a lot of people are dealing with anxiety and depression and a lot of people need therapy including myself and it's like how do we get out of this mental mess but to the point that i've been mentioning is that do we have the tools to deal with the storm because currently the pandemic has put a halt to the progression that we've made to acquiring a comfortable life or a good life and so i just want to put out there that i'm not a psychologist i am not a therapist nothing qualifies me to speak on these things it's just things that i've been observing and i just want to have these conversations with people out there and see how if I'm not the only one thinking these things. But I want to present two theories, right? So one psychological and one spiritual. And the spiritual is from a Christian perspective because I am Christian. And the first one is from a man that I truly love. I've read his book, uh, Man's Search for Meaning. That is Viktor Frank. And he says that people are more than a highly developed species shaped by the forces of hereditary and the environment. So basically, we have the freedom to choose how we react to a situation. And this is what I've just mentioned, right? About hardships and being desensitized to them. The core issue that plagues humanity is not the struggle to survive, but the the struggle to find and experience the meaning of life. If you read his book, he's, he speaks mainly on struggling. Um, he talks about the, how the Holocaust, the, the survivors of the Holocaust, how they survived it and what they had to do mentally to pull themselves out of that situation. And that a lot of people actually died because they weren't mentally equipped to deal with that situation, right? It brings about the topic of free will. So at every moment, you have a choice that either leads you closer to your spirit or further away from it. So the feelings of emptiness, right? That brings in the second part of the perspective or the theory of Christianity, that living a life of purpose or meaning is also rooted in Christianity. And an example that I want to bring about is Romans 12.2. Do not conform any longer to the pattern of this world, but be transformed by the renewing of your mind. So here, the mental side comes into play. Currently in this pandemic, where is your mind? You cannot function because your pay has been cut down drastically. You can't make your bills on time. Your lifestyle has taken a back seat from what you were accustomed to. And is it because you conformed to the things of this world that society told you are what makes you happy? So having that big house or having this lifestyle of going out every now and then, those are the patterns of the world. And so this scripture says to you, the things of this world are fleeting society is giving you and saying that this is right this is what will make you happy money makes life easy but it gives you temporary feelings of elation like acquiring more doesn't constitute fulfillment or lasting meaning in life so there's a quote that says the more person pursues happiness the more it eludes him or her because happiness is the effort of the attainment of meaning and cannot be pursued as an End. That means the attainment of a good life is sometimes at the expense of our sanity or self-concept, which is currently what, what is happening right now. That's a lot of talking. Damn. <laughs> Podcasts are a lot of talking. But anyway, so Shireen, what's the upshot? The media has convinced us that wealth leads to happiness. That is the upshot. But that is not always the case. So 
money, materialistic gain can be the result of happiness. That is what the media is punting to. And my answer is no. <laughs> After much consideration, no. It can alleviate and solve, the, uh, solve a lot of your problems. But I think a uh, life well lived is rich in security, relationships, and experiences. I mean, in the sense that you're able to make your bills. And you might say, yeah, but I can't make my bills right now. I'm saying that a life fulfilled eventually is a life where your basic needs are covered and it sounds like the bare minimum it sounds like oh my gosh i'm worth so much more than that absolutely but think about it when you have food in your stomach when you have shelter and all those things that are on maslow's hierarchy of needs all those things are covered you are really content you really are everything else is just a cherry on top relationships having fulfilling relationships wholesome relationships rich people don't have that i watched the <laughs> you guys are gonna think i'm a kardashian fan but i just really love they intrigue me they like my case study and i watched the reunion they were talking about how a lot of people that were close to them during their up and up when they were up and coming were jealous of them and they've had to get rid of a lot of people who weren't good to them or were envious of them or weren't good for their well-being with a different stage in their life and the thing is rich people don't have relationships of value relationships that fulfill them and that are that are full of reciprocity for me part of having a good life is that is having a friendship that you don't feel like you are being emotionally dumped on or there's no reciprocity and the list is endless or having a relationship with the opposite sex where they're just using you for what you have and the last one is experiences so the things that you can look back on the memories um that you can smile back on and think yeah i i lived a life that was you know fulfilling okay i'm not saying that you should lead an, an aimless life of poverty it's actually quite the opposite but most people confuse the means with the ends so they chase after the money and the stuff in an attempt to feel fulfilled and their choices are impulsive and random. So what I'm really trying to say in my upshot is retail therapy doesn't address the root cause of your happy unhappiness. And that's what I want to leave you with today is that you need to think from a different perspective now, especially with where the world is and where a lot of us find ourselves in. Yeah, that that is what i was trying to say the entire time <laughs> anyway for as long as we are here guys we need to surrender to the music and dance because life happens so you gotta live anyway thank you for listening and in the next episode we will be talking about the age of expectations i'm your host shireen and this is bye for now